Welcome to Live in a Home That Pays You Back, the podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of owning a home. Your host is Anna Simone, who explains how your home can be healthy, sustainable, and provide long-term security for you and your family. Anna's guests include technology leaders and innovators in the housing industry who share the kind of knowledge you need to meet the market with confidence. Make informed decisions about home construction, renovation, energy scores, water conservation, wind, solar, geothermal power, and lots more. It's time for you to live in a home that pays you back. Now here's your host, Anna Simone. Hello, everyone. This is Anna Simone. Welcome again to Live in the Home That Pays You Back. And we have a very special show today. And the name is, Is Your Home Healthy? And I'm so lucky that I was able to get Jason Earle, who was founder and CEO of Got Mold, to visit us again because we did a great show with Jason several months ago on mold. Because he it was the creator and the founder of a at-home testing kit for people to find out if there's any mold in their house. But what if you listen to that podcast, you'll find out that Jason is so knowledgeable in every aspect of a healthy home. So I asked him to come back here again. He's an adoring father of two kids in diapers. He's a man on a mission and has personally performed countless sick building investigations, solved medical mysteries, and has helped thousands of families recover their health and peace of mind. He's been featured on Good Morning America, The Dr. Oz Show, Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, and more. So, Jason, welcome. Thanks for coming back. So good to be here. Yeah. Well, we wanted to start out today just by having you tell us what people should be aware of when it comes to pollutants in their home. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me come back, and thanks for that very generous introduction. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. So, you know, indoor air quality is sort of the last frontier of awareness around environmental hazards. I mean, you know, food has been almost everyone's aware that organic is better, right? Right. And such that Walmart is now the largest seller of organic groceries in the world. And that mm-hmm. wasn't because Walmart decided that that was a good business decision. It was because the demand was there. The demand. Right. The awareness preceded the demand and then they put it on the shelves. And and you can say the same thing about water, tap water. Everyone drank tap water 25 years ago, and then that shifted over to filtered and bottled water. Now, we know the problems with bottles, mm. but the bottom line is that most people are now very reluctant to just drink tap water. And that's a great thing because tap water is patently disgusting. It has all <laughs> sorts of pollutants in it. The pipes are old and all the stuff that's gone into them. I mean, the GE now makes a water filter that goes on the refrigerator, and one of the bullet points on it is that it removes pharmaceuticals. From your drinking water. Yeah, I have So if that. that doesn't tell you enough about drink tap water, you know, nothing does. So, you know, food, water, and shelter, you know, more and more people are, th- are thinking about healthy buildings in many ways. But the air quality inside, even though breathing is something we do more than almost anything else, air is the last thing we think about. It's air, water, food, shelter. And you can live without shelter for a good long while. You can live without food for a few weeks. You can live without water for a few days, but you can only live without air for a few minutes. And yet that's the thing we think about last because it's literally if we were fish, that's our water, you know. Hmm. And uh, I once heard someone say if whoever discovered water, it wasn't a fish. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, the reality is that we're too close to it. 
to see it for what it is. We're too close to it. You know, you breathe 13 to 15 times a minute, which comes out to 20,000 times a day. Wow. That's an outrageous amount of activity around something that you don't think about very often. And air is such that you don't think about it unless it smells bad, tastes bad, or you don't have enough of it. And so it's one of those things, again, it it begs awareness. And so oftentimes it is an unfortunate circumstance, like a mold problem, a flood, a leak, or some sort of a chemical problem in a home that brings people to this awareness, as we talked about before the recording began. And oftentimes when that happens, the awareness never goes away. Hmm. People then start thinking and start being more aware of the fact that there are lots of things in our buildings that could potentially cause disease beyond mold. Of course, mold is a major concern because it's a moisture problem. Right. And moisture problems don't just cause disease. They can also take your building down, right? Mold eventually becomes right. rot and decay. You know, it ultimately affects all things in a building, living things and non-living things. Well, right. And the thing too is if there's a pollutant in the air, it's moving around from room to room. And if you're in an apartment building, the germs are moving around from apartment to apartment. So I think the whole idea is that people need to have control of their indoor air environment. So can you can you tell us what actually defines a healthy home, Jason? Sure. So, well, first of all, let's explain why buildings are unhealthy. And, and mostly that has to do with the fact that we, uh, we make buildings out of uh, very mold-friendly materials. Uh, so the, the buildings that we, that we now live in, you know, some hundred and some odd million of them coast to coast are primarily made of sheetrock, which is very mold friendly. And then we wrap it up in plastic. And then we also bring in all these toxic chemicals to paint and and put in our furniture and our finishes, the polyurethane floor, floor finish, toxic stuff. So most of the furniture, all of the, all of the uh, stain resistant coatings and things like that loaded with toxins to flame retardants, all these things. So all of these things get into our buildings, which are also very, very tight for energy efficiency, right? Ever since the 60s and 70s, during the fuel crisis, we tightened up buildings for energy efficiency, and we don't have air exchange. And that's a real problem in commercial buildings. There's requirements around that. There's requirements around air exchange, which got rid of sick building syndrome in the 90s. We don't have that in residential construction. Um, So we live in these very tight chemical boxes that get moldy really quickly when they get wet. And so that's the reason, that's the underlying cause of most of this. And I would argue that that's the underlying cause of much of the cancer and autoimmune disease that's now plaguing our world. I mean, the statistics are crazy. One out of two men will have cancer in their life. Adult men will have cancer in their life, not including skin cancer. And one out of three women. These are, these are new statistics, but they're shocking. And, uh, and, and they largely come to not just mold, but mold and the chemical built, the chemicals that we load up our, our buildings with and our, our food supply, you know, too. So it's, there's a, there's a lot going on there, but you know, if you want to define a healthy building on the obverse of this, it's essentially no mold and moisture problems. So clean okay. and dry and Good. a low chemical load. And so that means that you're not using paints that have a lot of VOCs. And by the way, now, again, going back to the Walmart conversation, Lowe's and Home Depot now sell paints and building materials with low VOCs. Now, what's a VOC? It's a volatile organic compound. Very important to define. That's a chemical that's a liquid at one temperature or even a solid, and then it evaporates. And so the most common one that we might think of is alcohol. 
uh, alcohol is liquid at one temperature and it evaporates. By the way, mm. made by microbes. It's a microbial VOC. But there are also man-made ones that we're familiar with, like formaldehyde, right? And they use that it's in a true. lot it's of— the, wor the worst one of all. One of them, yeah. It's a group one carcinogen. Uh, and it's yet it is embedded in most of the insulation that's in most of the homes throughout the country and the pink and yellow stuff that's in your walls. Yeah, right? well, you had mentioned some of the building materials, like the lamination that, that puts the cabins, the kitchen cabins together and the uh, the varnishes around the floor. I mean, all those VOCs are in the floor. And from what I understand, they are emitting the toxins slowly over a period of time. So if your house is 30 or 40 years old, it could be it could look spotless when you walk in the door and everything is shiny clean. But the VOCs that were legal in the 1960s and 70s and 80s, when a lot of our homes in America were built, are still giving off some toxins. So I think by the time you hear what everything Jason has to say today, you're going to think that maybe that fixer-upper you were looking at isn't so bad. Because at least if you do a top-down renovation, you can get rid of all of those old laminated cabinets and you know you know the old-fashioned paneling that was on the walls when you watch the brady mm -hmm. bunch every room was paneled mm -hmm. and you know there was shag carpeting on the floors mm -hmm. well those are the things that as jason will explain the carpeting is what's keeping things like mold hidden so that you're not seeing it and indeed the paneling of the 70s that was so popular is made with a lot of VOCs. Okay, no so you go go back to shopping for paint that will have a little um, pop-up sticker on it that says no VOCs. That's right. It should say no VOC or low VOC. And the trick on paint, by the way, is that you the paint, the base paint, is almost always no VOC, and the pro, the the pigments are often where the VOCs are. So it's tricky stuff. You have to, this is buyer beware, right? You have to become an informed consumer. You have to ask the question. Now there are resources. GreenGuard.org, for example, is a great website where you can go and find building materials that have gotten that have been vetted. Oh, uh, and that, I like that. that it all goes down. Even even things like caulk and adhesive, the stuff that you might put a floor a perfectly inert flooring. Now let's say you got great bamboo sustainable you know carbon neutral bamboo flooring yeah. well then the flooring contractor comes over and slaps down some voc laden mastic to glue it down now you got it's this true you know, so there's little things that slip in that aren't so little and by the way that off-gassing to your point can be 5 10 15 20 years uh and actually the biggest problems we see as much as the old buildings had you know <laughs> whether it be asbestos and other things like that which are much less harmful than these vocs by the way um, because they're usually pretty stable and they're not airborne but vocs are by their very nature airborne and uh and 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 they impact us in so many ways, mostly cognitive, but also weaken your immune system to make you susceptible to things like cancer and autoimmune disease and other things like that. So, you know, ultimately, listen, we all know that standing, hanging around, if, you, if, you, if you're at the gas station for 10 minutes filling up your car and you catch a whiff of gas, you know, you know that that's not great. But imagine if you had that gas can in your living room, oh. right? Just the, 
you're going to get sick. In we an are airtight house. In an airtight house. And we're doing something very similar, but it's a potpourri of chemicals. Um, and, it's, and, it's a, and, and actually, the biggest problem we have in modern construction is modern construction. It's the new buildings that are the biggest offenders um, because those are the ones that are built the fastest and the cheapest where profit motive is the primary focus. And they're going to get those houses out. And they're not choosing no and low VOC. The, that new house smell is it has been we've been conditioned to think that a new car smell and a new house smell is is alluring in fact it's <laughs> it, it, you get this very visceral pavlovian reward for that <laughs> meanwhile when i smell that i smell cancer right and it's it literally is the thing that's making us weak as a society um and it's and it's also the stuff that we're buying online and for importing from china where they're making fast cheap stuff fast cheap stuff needs to needs to cure quickly and cures quickly because there's voc based adhesives and paints and finishes on those things and so so ultimately our desire to have fast cheap pretty stuff um is is the thing that's causing our short-term gratification as a society is what's causing us long-term weakness and and disease in essence yeah. Well, can you talk about the VOCs that are in cleaning products and deodorant and personal care products? Because you know, VOCs are all over the place with, with formaldehyde, and formaldehyde is all over the place. It's all over the place. Insulation. Yeah. So you can smell it when you sometimes walk into a big department store, especially the clothing department, because uh, clothing manufacturers, before they were shipping the clothes uh, to the stores, their distribution, they were spraying some kind of a formaldehyde-based spray. And whenever I went shopping, I always felt like I was going to faint. The the, the smell of formaldehyde would just knock me over. And it's because those stores did not have two-way external ventilation systems. And the sources are outrageous there, too. You know, you go into a store, and you've got the cleaning products. You've got the, the the perfume counter. There, you've got the the clothing that has these stain stain uh, resistant coatings, which are, are have formaldehyde in them. Often, um, you know, th- these are these are these are abundant in our society. You have to, as like I said, as an informed consumer, you have to be very very careful about you know the food you eat, the clothes you buy, the, the building materials you you select for your building, because the vast majority. When I say vast majority, I mean it's like ninety five percent of what's available out there is a bad choice. You have to be. I'm a very discerning consumer, um, and and so this is this is this is the responsibility of all people who care about their health or care about their children um, is to become educated on these things. Because what if you if you don't see, if, for example, with food, if it doesn't say organic, it isn't right. And the same thing goes if it doesn't say low VOC or no VC, VOC, it isn't because they would be promoting that 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 otherwise. So you have to assume that whatever you're getting falls into the no category unless it has been proven to be in the yes category. So, you know, talking about cleaning chemicals, personal care products, um, you know, these are our obvious ones because we're spraying them on us and around us. And again, we don't have good ventilation in our buildings. So this is a problem. So you want to make sure that you're getting stuff that's as inert as possible, uh, that doesn't have propellants in the sprayers, right? You want to use uh, propellant-free 
spray. You want to use um, things that don't have fragrances. These fragrances are are, are nasty, um, and oftentimes they are they're embedded in forever chemicals, which will stay and lodge in your fat cells and things like that. Um, so so just being very discerning about being minimalist around personal care products. There's a great product, by the way, cleaning product. Um, called Force of Nature, and it's a and it's made mm. with um, it uses electrolysis. It's a really cool thing. If you've got kids, that's fun to watch too. You put you fill it with with filtered water, and you put a little a little squirter of um, vinegar and salt mixture that they give you pre made, really? and it uses electrolysis, and it creates sodium uh, uh, sodium hypo, hypochlorous acid, and this is a very powerful cleaning agent. It uh, it helps to cut through grease. It also helps to sanitize, and it leaves no. Residue, uh, and you can buy. You don't have to buy the bottles, so that you're not dealing with shipping costs and all the embedded energy mm. and the carbon issues mm. associated with heavy cleaning products that are water based. Um, and so, Force of Nature is. A, it, we've been using it for six years. Um, my, my my family swears by it, and they're now using it in daycare facilities. In fact, Four Seasons Hotel just started using it in their spa. Um, mm. So, I'm a big fan of chemicals like that that are chemical free, rather cleaning agents, right? Chemical free agents. Well, like yeah. vinegar. So, Jason, I want to ask you: Do you remember when? And children's pajamas were marketed back in the 70s and 80s to be flame mm-hmm. retardant or flame resistant. And then wasn't there some environmental protection agency studies that found out that the chemicals that were used to treat the, the material that made the children's pajamas, it made them flame resistant, but the chemicals in that were being used were actually more harmful and created a, a, a larger incident. So you talk about consumers and thinking everything they see and the majority of what they see is bad. But let me tell you this, that the majority of what they see and read is also confusing. Mm-hmm. Because in the, in the organic food industry, the USDA has certain requirements that um, a farmer has to adhere to in order to call a food organic. But the the term organic has been used way, way, way more than it legally should be. For sure. And then, then you have locally sourced food, and local farming is basically within 100 miles of where you bought it. But that might work in rural areas. But if you're in a metropolitan area, 100 miles is further away. And so what... What I've learned is that, you know, what a lot of, you know, grass-fed meat and local, you know, sourced poultry and chicken and eggs, I think what we're, we've, we began to see more of, you know, the support your local farm and not emphasize what the USDA defines as local, but saying, you know, we're right here where you live and in this county. And I think that that was the beauty of farmer's market because you were able to shake hands and meet and greet with people that had farms and fisheries, uh, you know, people that were catching fish, you know, all within the county or two or three counties where you live. And I think you can still do that, by the way, you know, you can still do that. And there's no, but also local doesn't necessarily mean organic or that it's been raised in a sustainable way. Oftentimes I live in Minnesota. We've got lots of, lots of farms around here. And the, the reality oh, is, is sure that I, I do. 
I have to be very, very careful about what we buy because oftentimes they are corn fed with, you know, traditional conventional methods. And so unless it says it, it isn't. And so, you know, they, they, it's, it's a very, it's, you have to look for the thing that's not being said. Um, Mm. But, you know, the the essence of of a healthy home, circling back to the home, it's no mold and moisture problems, a low chemical load and high biodiversity. These are the hallmarks of a healthy home. So that means that you've got no mold and moisture. That's obvious, right? So if you've got any leaks, floods, moisture issues, ventilation issues, those kinds of things, you need to deal with that promptly because mold grows within 24 to 48 hours. So that is a major, major problem and it can take your building down. The chemical load, we just talked about that. But there are things that there are places where these things are hiding and you brought up flame retardants, things like mattresses. You know, there's a whole new line of match, a whole new um, legion of mattress companies out that have that have latched on, mostly driven by Casper Mattress, which started the whole thing. No flame retardants, uh, no no VOCs, wow. no springs in many cases. Natural latex, these kinds of things, and they're only about a thousand bucks. They'll deliver them to your house. You get thirty to sixty days to try them out. I'm not plugging Casper. Really? I don't get paid by Casper or Force of <laughs> Nature, by the way. But I, these are products that I use, and you know I've sourced these things out. I should probably put up a website of just the things that I've that I've selected uh, over the years. You should. Um, you should. Be- because these are these are super important. And you spend 30% of your life in bed. You know, you spend the rest of them in your shoes. So you might as well have good shoes and a good mattress. And hmm. so, uh, but but the, the whole point is that you have to become aware of the things that you become exposed to the most. And so air, again, you're exposed to a lot, 20,000 breaths a day. And you're exposed to your mattress an awful lot. You're exposed to your clothing. So that means you want to wash your clothes in, in, in uh, soaps that don't have residuals also so no fragrances very very important you know there are there are also um there's some great dryer of um laundry sheets now instead of the soap you can buy these sheets and they oh. are actually coconut based uh, and they don't have fragrances and they're really really easy and you can travel with them well too by the way for parents That's who travel nice. with their kids you know and so they're actually called sheets um and uh, and i also don't get paid by them but i love their product <laughs> um and uh, and so it's just you know it's it's a little it, you know it's just it's it's every day you just have to keep looking at saying you know how can i how can i make this a little bit better um and so by slowly saying no bringing in less toxins into your home, getting rid of the ones that you have. And then there's the mechanical stuff. So what do you do to, if you have a moisture problem or rather an air quality problem, you know, you obviously want to deal with the source. That's the best thing you can do. But the other thing you can do is dilute, open your windows, get some fresh air, ventilate. There are also mechanical ventilation systems like energy recovery ventilators and heat recovery ventilators that are very, very good for buildings that are too tight, which means almost every home in America. And so they should be installed ERVs and HRVs. We could do a whole podcast just on those. Um, But that's very powerful, especially for homes that have a VOC problem, because it's hard to get the VOCs out. In fact, it's impossible to get the VOCs out. Uh, The only thing you can do with VOCs is, is ventilate, which is hard to do without one of those mechanical ventilators, or filter the air. My ideal is you do both. And filtering the air, um, we could do a whole show on filters too, um, because they're not all created equal. And you want to get HEPA filters to deal with the particles, especially, by the way, the building super HEPA particles. The, what's that? The super HEPA, the ultra super HEPA. HEPA. Yeah, ultra, ultra HEPA. Yeah. Right. So that's, a, that's actually an ULPA, uh, which is uh, uh, HEPA removes micron, 0.3 microns and up. So particles that are tiny, tiny little particles, 0.3 microns and up, and ULPA takes out 0.1 microns end up so you're taking out atmospheric dust viruses and things like that with the ulpa um but ulpa and help hepa do not take out vocs they only take out particles so vocs That's are true. gases and particles are, are are captured by the by the traditional hepa and ulpa filters so you, what you want is a really good 
air purifier that has a lot of carbon in it and that has a lot of uh, uh that has a good HEPA filter and the, that is your Swiss army knife for indoor air quality right so it, so the carbons are extinguishing the toxins that are in the air and the HEPA is catching and trapping the the uh the particles the the carbon does this really cool thing where it actually captures it on the outside of the carbon um, particle, so it almost yeah. like a magnet. Uh, it adsorbs as opposed to absorb. Ad- oh, adsorb. okay, I get it. I get it. Adsorb, and then and then the part the HEPA filter actually captures them in the in the folds of the paper pleated filter. So one of them capture. They both capture, but the thing that's different is the carbon gets saturated pretty quickly, uh, and so. So you have to replace the carbon much more quickly, much more often rather than you would have to replace the traditional paper-based HEPA filter. So, so they do have ongoing expenses, and this is something that people need to be aware of: is that you know they take up space, um, and that they you should put them in your bedroom and and the other rooms that you spend a lot of time in. Um, and basements are an obvious one because a lot of pollutants come from the basements, uh, especially mold and moisture issues. Um, but then you also uh, want to make sure that you've got budget. And that you've set a schedule for replacing those filters on a regular basis. Otherwise, you're just running up your electric bill without much without much yeah. value. Well, you know, I have a whole house air cleaning system, and I have a portable system on each floor because I happen to be a fanatic. Plus, I open a lot of windows. Perfect. But you know, when I bought when I bought my house, I walked in the door. The last two homes I purchased. I walked in the door and I could smell wetness. I could smell old, old, old. You know how the smell you get when people smoke and you walk in their house and it just hits you over the head? And so uh, the first thing I did was I had my air ducts cleaned out. And, And every time I've had that done in one house that I bought in Boston, I went and ordered the chimney sweeper guy to come. And he said, I don't think this chimney has been cleaned in, tw- in 20 or 30 years. And I said, well, considering there was a rolled up pack of Chesterfields, you know, in, in my fireplace, I could, that's kind of a clue. And somebody was sitting there smoking and throwing away. The so that, that hadn't been around for 20 years anyway. And so I think, so with air quality, for our listeners, Jason, I want I want to make sure that we're very clear about the need to exchange the air and take the stale, warm air out of the house that's been polluted and send it outside through a strategic vent and then have clean, filtered air come back into the house. And that's that constant, ongoing air exchange and filtering system. That's right. But what, that, what that's doing is driving out the the allergens and the pollutants and the particles that pollute your home and the air that you breathe. But the other side of that coin is what is really dangerous, like you were talking about those really bad diseases, long-term are the toxins, not not the environmental exposures, but the, the carbon. And so can you talk a little bit about how people can shop Go on Amazon. This is not an infomercial for Amazon. Of course, we all know they don't need advertising. But how how does somebody, if somebody's renting an apartment in a big multifamily building and they 
don't even open windows and or someone's renting an apartment in a three-family house or a condominium. Uh, they're not so not all my listeners are homeowners. So why don't you give some tips on purchasing uh, cleaners like mine? I two of mine are portable. You could roll them around on the store on the floor, and you know give people some some hints whether they are a homeowner and they want a whole house system how they do it, and um, if they're not whether or not they are a homeowner. Talk a little bit about the the portable ones. Sure, and you know, by the way, the, the importance of HEPA filters uh, and and portable air cleaners or air cleaners in general is not just to remove uh, spores and and uh, and and um, allergens, but actually the building materials. Like when you paint a wall. Uh, it, the moment that that dries, the airflow around it will actually slowly erode that paint. And it seems very, uh, it's hard for people to get their mind around. But the same thing goes with flooring. Of course, when you walk on it, you're causing these micro abrasions. And so it creates this tiny, tiny pieces of dust that's in, that are embedded with the chemicals that are made from the, the, the paint. And the and, and so this, become, this gets embedded in our dust and then it gets retrained. This is why pets and, and babies are so susceptible to these kinds of, uh, to, you know, to, to, to uh, uh, environmental illnesses is because they're disproportionately they're low to the ground they're, low they're to licking the ground. their hands right you know there's something called incidental ingestion they estimate it um uh, kids can get up to 100 milligrams a day worth of this kind of dust in through their mouth you know eating it and uh so so hepa filters and hepa filtered vacuum cleaners are extremely useful tools to reduce that load but again it's not if you have a mold problem air purifiers are not going to solve your mold you have to solve the moisture and you have to and then and then deal with the side effects. But you're but these HEPA cleaners are very very powerful, and I and I look at them more as a way to reduce the, the chemical load in the building, especially when it comes to the dust that comes from that, than it is really about controlling moist, uh, uh, microbes. Because the third tenant of a healthy building is a high microbi uh, biodiversity. High biodiversity means lots and lots of different kinds of microbes in your house. But the distinction is none of them growing, which means no moisture problems because that's what allows mo microbes to grow. And what that means also is that you want to use those filters and use those HEPA-filtered vacuum cleaners, but you also want to open your windows and let the outside in. And the reason I say that, humans, the root word is of human is humus, which is soil. And we are so disconnected from our true heritage, which is that we are earthlings, but yet we live in these boxes and we put rubber on the bottom of our feet and we make sure we wash our vegetables <laughs> and we don't get any dirt, no dirt. Meanwhile, you know we what? We don't build up a resistance. Yeah, and our digestive system is literally soil microbes. We are composters. We're not really <laughs> digesting our food. The microbes are. And the, and the, the microbiome on us, in us, and around us is is really us. You know, there are 37 trillion microbes in us, and there are about 35 trillion that are us. And so we are microbial. So we don't, we have to stop killing stuff, first of all. And second of all, we have to be willing to let nature back into our lives so that when we go outside, we're not shocked by nature. You know, our, our, our lungs are a na natural interface, this naked interface with the world. And every particle you breathe is a little piece of data. And, and so your body needs to be trained of what's, what's normal and healthy. What we do indoors in modern buildings is neither natural nor healthy. We're taking away nature and introducing chemicals and in a concentrated way and then rebreathing that stuff 20,000 times a day. So my suggestion is get your house clean and dry, reduce the chemical load, and let nature back inside. 
Well, you make a lot of sense. I'm so <laughs> spoken like a true farm boy, Jason. <laughs> a farm boy who grew up in the city. That's right. I know you went from New York to Minnesota, but you were getting a little, you know, conspiracy theory there that, you know, <laughs> the way we live inside our homes. Yeah, but listen, I have to do a little infomercial for Jason Earl because he was kind enough to share his knowledge about home health and the millions of different ways and the little things that you can do to have a healthy home. But I want you to know that his website is called www.gotmold.com. And he and his assistant have set up a special welcome page just for our listeners today. So if you go on the website, gotmold.com, you can read a free booklet about mold. And I want to tell you, it is a very well-written and illustrated booklet. And if you decide you want to order one of Jason's inventions, which was a fantastic mold kit, you can enter a coupon code, HOME10, H-O-M-E-1-0, for a 10% dis. I guess that's a 10% discount, right? That's right. But I want you to know that when... You can learn a lot on Jason's website because he has very crystal clear illustrations and videos that describe so many things about the dangers of mold and how it starts. And I was really impressed with your mold testing kit. Thank you. I almost emailed you because my granddaughter lives in Canada and she was sick and I thought she had mold because they had a flood in the building. So I was going to say, Jason, how can I get my granddaughter a mold testing kit? Let's get her one. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, actually, my daughter was up there visiting her. So I'll let you know what happens, get the scoop. But I did have her go on Amazon and buy an indoor air purifier and cleaner. So two days later, I got the test. Grandma, it made such a difference before and after. And so... I don't care whether you're living in a tiny apartment or a 5,000-square-foot house, just to get that air circulating, get yes. fresh air in. And, um, you know, I might take you up on your offer for some more podcasts on the air exchange and the heat exchange system. Of course, I wrote about that in my book, and it's easier to explain when you have infographics, but when you're talking about ERV and HRV, you know, it's hard to describe. But, Jason, you're so much fun. To listen Thank you. To. So are you. I think we should be on YouTube because your antics would really add a lot to, you know, maybe we could do some visuals and diagrams. But for sure, you have to try to picture the airflow going in and out of your house and picture the HEPA filter as trapping in the pollutants and think of things like carbon as zapping them and ultrasonic filtering systems. They extinguish the poisons, and it will make a difference in your indoor air environment. No doubt. And by the way, once you have a filter and you get the chance to change the filter, when you turn it upside down and you see how much it captures, oh, that's true. realize that that stuff just is, you escaped breathing that, right? When you see it, there are very few things you can do to really illustrate air quality, and that's a great one. You know, is just turn your filter over and look at all the stuff it captured. It's amazing. Oh. It's horrifying, really. My father used to say either buy a filter or be a filter. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
It's so true. You either buy one or you are one. And so that goes for water too, right? It's air, water, food, shelter. You know, these are the things we need to worry about. And if we get your basic human needs down pat, then you can start optimizing and be amazed at the energy and the vitality and the longevity. You will add years to your life with these simple solutions. You have two little boys, right? I do. Two and four. Okay. So when your boys are in school and they come home and say, dad, I don't like the way these kids are talking to me. Are you going to say either buy a filter or be a filter? (laughs) I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but I want to know how you're going to teach your sons how to take the high road when they're in school. I don't know. I love your metaphors and I'm glad that your dad gave you that good advice. Absolutely. Okay. So don't forget, you can go on my website, and I'm going to give you the email address for greenguard.org and what that talked about. Don't forget, if you're looking for a mold test or if you know someone that might need one, it can be a lifesaver. www.gotmold.com, and we have been speaking with its founder and inventor of the at-home testing kit, Jason Earl. Jason, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Anna. Thank you for joining us today on the Live in a Home That Pays You Back podcast. We hope you tune in again where we'll share more insider secrets so you get the absolute most out of your home. Check out Anna Simone's award-winning book, Live in a Home That Pays You Back. Available at Amazon and major booksellers in print, audio, and ebook. For more information, visit AnnaDeSimone.net. If you like what you heard, remember to follow Live in a Home That Pays You Back and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.